What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. I said it, Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Richard Wilson is MIA once again, taking care of business, taking care of family stuff. We will be missed. But we're still going to talk all the good stuff we talk. I'm Mars St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pierce. We got Christopher St. Victor. We're talking yep. superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and, and more. Gentlemen, how was your week? Birthday boy, how was your week? What did you oh, do? Did what you yeah, jump yeah. out of a plane? That's what I want to know. You're nuts. I did. I did. 18,000 feet, my friends. 18,000 feet. It is a free fall for about a minute and a half. That's a long time to it's fall. A long time before. <laughs> it's it's uh it's even longer to get up to that altitude. The fall is actually pretty quick. You fall at approximately 120 miles an hour, give or take. Walk me, wait, wait, walk me. So, what was it like going up? Were you, what's going through your mind? They go, you know, you going 18? I go, yeah. And they're like, 18, huh? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is doing 13, I guess. But 18 was the max you're allowed to jump. So I figured, listen, I'm doing it once. I might as well I'm, I'm sure go bigger, go the home, right? At 13 yeah. or hit the ground. What's the at 18? difference? 18, 13? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's, consequences that's are the saying. same. So they go, well, it gets a little chilly up there. Maybe you want to wear the jumpsuit? I go, listen, I, whatever you're recommending is what I'm going to do. So you say I should wear the jumpsuit, I'll put the jumpsuit on. <laughs> They go, cool, you're going to need to uh, wear these goggles too, and they might be tight. I'm like, because I was wearing glasses, I wanted to see everything. Yeah. There's a quick little video tutorial thing. I meet the guy who I'm jumping with, nicest guy, and we walk to the plane. It's a small plane, and it was just me and one, two, three, four, four other people jumping, and then myself with the tandem guy. It was, and then one other guy going tandem. So we get up in the plane and the door to the plane's open. And I'm the like, not the whole time, but on the takeoff part. So wait, like, the, wait, <laughs> how is, is the plane janky? Like, like they show in like, it's a small Indi- little bike. Indiana Jones, like yep. rickety plane yeah, going it's up. A small, it's a small little plane and you're basically sitting on little foam block benches when you get in there. And so it's taking up and I'm like looking out the side of it going, well, everyone else seems okay with the door being open. So I guess <laughs> It's okay. They close it after a minute. So I'm like, I'm kind of scared of heights at like, you know, when you're, when I'm on like the 10th floor of a building or higher, it's that's, there's a fear of death looking over it. This was so high. It crossed the threshold of what I registered as fear. fear. Yeah. It was more like, absurd. this is is really, it was absurd, right? (laughs) It's like, this is really high. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared. I was like, okay. Now when the door opened the first time, and everybody jumped out at 13,000 feet. That was probably the most sober of the entire experience because I was like, ah, oh, this is going to happen. And so anyways, he closed the door. We go to 1,800. He gives me oxygen because at that altitude, I guess you need a little more oxygen. So he gave me some oxygen as we we're going up. Wait, 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 wait. Are you halo jumping? He's Dude, halo it, jumping. It's, it's high. Thousands of feet higher. Everyone got out before I'm getting out. We're we're going up much higher, actually. So I got the oxygen through the nose. It's It's like it's like it's like the the Batman movie. He goes, okay, here this this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna open the door. We're gonna nudge ourselves to the edge of it. What I want you to do is hold the straps on your lapel and pull your head back as far as you can. 
and tuck your feet under the belly of the plane. So I'm making a like an opposite C shape with my body as we push off. It's an uncomfortable and awkward looking position. And so that's what we do. And then he goes, okay, <laughs> we just push off. Now, the, get, all right, that second where it's like, okay, and you feel yourself like it's happening. What What's going through your mind? Is that where it's fear? Is that where it's like? I'm telling you, there's no fear. For me, I didn't experience fear. I expected to. I expected to get nervous as hell. But like I said, the height was absurd. I'm, I wasn't like, listen, if something goes wrong, I also did research. The statistics of something going wrong in a tandem jump is really, really small. But just the free fall feeling, this is the fear of the feeling it's, of. It's actually, it's less, it's less aggressive than being on a roller coaster ride. It's way less aggressive than bungee jumping. It, what is really aggressive is 120 miles an hour of wind hitting in your face. So I looked at the video and my face was going, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You can like see all the skin on your body just trying to pull itself off your body. Did you feel like you were flying? Like this is what it feels like. Yeah, you can control the trajectory. You do just like micro adjustments with your hand and you're cutting through the air so fast that I actually put us in a propeller spin once. I was like, well, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> He's like, I feel like Superman is the you, That's what we want to know, Jack. Did yeah. you feel like Superman? Here's what I'll say. I was wearing a Superman t-shirt. Did you pose? Yeah. Did you pose, Jack? Did yeah. you do it? Yeah. Well, uh, never, I wasn't going face down, right? I was, we're belly down. Right. Um, so it wasn't like, if I were free falling by myself and it felt comfortable and had done it a few times, there's nothing you can't do up there. And you got a good minute and a half to just be a dick about it. <laughs> you know, would I do it again? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't not do it again, but I'm not like, you know, there is something incredible about it. And there's something that's undescribable about it. There's something akin to if you've stood at the edge of the Grand Canyon, if you've stood at the steps of the Great Pyramids, there's something akin to that experience, to this experience. You can't really capture the experience in a photo or video and describing it kind of does it in injustice. Um, mm. But there was something really liberating about the whole thing. So that's a really long winded. So yes, I had a great oh, birthday. Dope. The rest of my week, I watched Love, Death, Robots, of course. Yep. Mm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I still got to see that. I watched it too. I yeah, it, it, it is incredible. Still playing Mega Man. Went to this Ren Fair, Renaissance Fair. The LA Renaissance Fair happened this weekend. <laughs> was, were you walking around calling women wenches and telling them to serve you? No, well, Chris. Was, that's that's, was, that's what you would do at a Renaissance Fair. I mean, that's acceptable behavior for a Renaissance Fair, isn't it? Honestly, it is. And there were a lot of, a lot of guys and girls doing that. There was a lot of... Um, so I went with two people, Jason Moore, who's going to be on the show pretty soon. I think he's going to be a guest of ours when we cover his content. Anyway, so I went with Jason and uh, his buddy Mike. That was an experience. I got hit on a few times, which was kind of funny. You go. There you go. I had a fabulous. You were looking real Romeo out wig. there, man. You were looking real Romeo. Yes, I was. And uh, Mike was very into the boobs, and there were a lot on display. Nice. We saw the joust where people were, were on horseback hitting at each other with long poles, which was pretty fun. A lot of screaming happened. Of course. Everyone's running around with giant uh, turkey legs in their this, hands. This and is when, as a kid, feed. Mean Evil Times just wasn't enough. I'm not going to lie. It sounds kind of awesome. I was about it to make fun cool. of you, but the more you describe it, the better it sounds. <laughs> it was 
actually it was it was a pretty great time hanging out with them running around it's akin to comic-con in the sense of people were really dressed up i mean really dressed up um which is fun there was literally a guy who half of his body was a dragon that he was riding and the top half was an armor and if you're looking for like fun things to buy and have disposable income because it's very pricey uh, it's a great place to find it. You literally get a full body armor suit. Right, so that so that was fun. The Ren Fair was fun. And the last thing I'm doing is I'm reading this book, which my sister gave me for my birthday. It's by Scott McCloud. It's called The Sculptor, and it's just a big ass graphic novel. And I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. So hopefully next time we talk, I'll be able to kind of give you a a blow through of it. Yeah. But this is what Neil Gaiman said. Neil Gaiman said, this is the best graphic novel I've read in years. And wow. it is pretty Old good. Statement. Yeah. Praise from Caesar. So that was a lot. You had a good, well, that's your birthday, man. You had a good freaking week. Chris, what's up with you? Well, I didn't jump out of any planes, I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, the coolest thing I did, I'm going to save for Collector's Corner. We're talking about Collector's Corner. I'm watching. I watch Love, Death, and Robots. Obviously, I watched. Uh, I watch everything everywhere all at once. I agree with you, Jack. I had a little bit of mixed reviews. I felt maybe because the reviews were so high, my expectations came in so high, and then I was a little disappointed. And I couldn't keep my wife engaged in it. She kind of bowed out halfway through. Well, I got to yeah. see this. I've heard the opposite, the complete I've, opposite. That's, I don't think Chris. Is yeah, saying no, it's bad. no. I don't. No, I'm not saying it's bad either. But I just, I, I went in expecting something different than no it delivered what it promised but i expected it to be a little bit different let's mm-hmm. just say that because i'm not i don't want to get too into it because it might be a topic of discussion for us in the near future so mm-hmm. all right uh my week man uh, it's such a busy week i didn't get to finish much i did uh i started watching an anime bubble on netflix um it's good so far i haven't finished it yet but the art and stuff is really cool it's about this world that it's pretty much was like it's like this weird it's another take on that a post-apocalyptic world but like there's bubbles everywhere and it's like you can like float on them they can like engulf you there's these little black holes in the water that can suck you in and there's this this girl that saves this guy that's kind of made of that it's interesting i gotta i gotta finish it but the artwork is really cool uh started watching love death and robots i didn't finish it yet um, but that stuff's my jam. I love those anthology shows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I started watching with the wife, um, the uh, time traveler's wife, dropped on HBO. Yes, I saw. I, oh, I saw the thumbnail for yeah, it. Yeah, the series. How is it? Um, oh, it series. Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. The series. It dropped on HBO last Sunday. Today is uh, May twenty second. So. Sunday before that, tonight's the second episode. I like it, man. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't, I haven't read the book, but I really like the movie. Um, the book is maybe one of the best books I've I've ever read. That's what everybody says. So if you've read the book, then you're not gonna. You're probably there's no way you're gonna like the series. There's you know they're never gonna capture it. But um, what I enjoyed the most about the movie and what the film is or the TV series is capturing is just it's a simple love story and time travel is like that's the book. It's like you're sick. It's like a curse. But it's yeah. interesting, man. Not to give too much away, but it's like you have this woman that experiences her husband through different points in time because he keeps coming to her time period. So sometimes she meets him when he's 20. Sometimes she sees him when he's 40. And it's just an amazing, like, just a brilliant take on time travel and how to experience it. So I'm, I'm and it's something my wife is watching with me. So 
That's yeah. always good. Yeah. And, oh. and any of you guys out there, guys or gals or in between out there who are listening to this podcast, who are readers, I highly recommend read that book. You'll love it. The Time Traveler's Wife. Um, it's just a great book. Man. And if you're not a reader, the TV series is good so far. But there you, and go. you should learn to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of it for me, man. I had a slow, slow week. Before we move on, I just got to say, we got a contest winner, guys. Ooh. Mighty Lee's Comics. You can find him on Instagram. And check out his Instagram. He has like really dope comic book content. He won our giveaway. He's been listening. He's a supporter. So he got to take home Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, McFarlane's Dark Knight Returns action figure. They were delivered to his doorstep last week. He got them. Mighty Lee's Comics, if you're listening, thank you for being a supporter. And y'all, keep listening and tell your friends because you never know we're going to have a giveaway. Never ever know. Congrats, man. Yes. Congrats. Yes. Yo, Chris. What's up, Lawrence? I got a question for you. You always got a question. What's up? <laughs> have you heard of the Incredible Hulk's new fashion line? Wait, 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 wait. Incredible Hulk has a new fashion line? I haven't heard of it. It's all the rage. <laughs> 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 Jack, not feeling it. Get it, Jack. It's All the rage. rage. Get it? Because yes. he gets mad. He turns into the Hulk. Get it? You won't like me when I'm fashionable. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was actually funnier than the joke. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yo, let's go down the street, make a left at the light, or right at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, and we showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? Chris, I think I should go last. I still think I should go last today. All right. All right. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll go first. I have here this red G.I. Joe Checkpoint Alpha with a 50 caliber gun. But this is not just a regular Checkpoint Alpha. This is a Checkpoint Alpha I made myself on my brand new 3D, 3D printer. Dude, I'm so shocked. When you when you put up a video of its moving parts, like it's like it's it's official. It's official. Yeah. Like I'm making real toys. Like, You're gonna you have to the paint gun, the gun moves and stuff like that. So this is supposed to be a gate, and I couldn't figure out how to get the gate to print. So I just printed a gun and put a gun there. But then I figured out how to print the gate. So I'm going to print the gate and put the gate The gun there. is great, though. I know. It has stairs. It has a top piece. It's pretty good. Did you so, have to sand it down or is it pretty? No. No. It's ready to go. just came out like that. Wow. Yeah. Are you planning on painting these things? Um, this, this one is my first one. But, yeah, eventually I want to paint them. I want to make – so the thing that is – I'm, like, obsessed with it. Because the thing that's blowing my mind <laughs> is – I can make real, real stuff. So I downloaded an app on my phone, a 3D scanner. So my goal eventually is to turn my son into an action figure. Oh my god! So if I scan <laughs> or at least it, a sculptor. Yeah. Sculptor. Well, if you can scan it, you can turn it into an STL file, and the STL file I can size it and turn it into and like take one of the GI Joes and put his head on like a GI Joe body or make my own That's GI Joe parts. Sick. So if I get an STL file of, say, oh, I don't know, my favorite Berserk figure. Send it over, brother. Oh, man. How much is the spool of the whatever it prints with? Oh, man, we family. Don't worry about it, man. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, 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 <laughs> I'm finding it. 
got to get something <laughs> to paint it, Jack. You just got to. I'll get, paint it. I'll sit here for a month hand painting this stuff. Dude, Chris you is Chris out, is I'll taking requests. He I is am like, let requests. me know what you guys. I'm learning. I'm learning how to put supports. I'm learning how to re- rework stuff. I'm sizing stuff, moving it around in the in the in the application. So. It's coming, man. I'm getting. I'm so. Watch. I'm gonna get nasty crazy. with it, and then I'm so McFarland, impressed. Watch Yo, out. we gonna start selling these things. Like you tired of these crowbars? Here's a weapons pack. Bomb. Exactly. I started. That's the first thing I made was a shotgun for the GI Joes. Shotgun <laughs> backpacks. That backpack looks crazy too. It's crazy. It fits. It's yes, it's official. It's official. Like a referee whistle, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Chris. Jack, what you got, man? Um, all right, I'm showing two two things. I'll be quick about it. So one of my favorite comic books um, as a kid was this Superman Action Comics number 714, and it's the Joker wearing the Superman costume, but instead of an S, he's got a J on it. Oh, he has a 90s Superman hair. He's got that yes. mullet, man. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so Super Joker. I love this because it was the first time I had identified you can get a letter other than an S in that shape. And so I made myself just a slew of these Super J's and I started wearing them around school. I tape them on my <laughs> chest. <laughs> and that was my thing. Um, so I love this. So this and this is a graded version of that comic I had. Uh, 9.6. It's not worth much, but yeah, like 100 bucks or so. And then the other thing I'm showing is my Icon Superman action figure. I have that, or, or Chris, oh. my son has one, has that. Yes. They're, they're great. So I got a whole yeah. bunch of Superman figures. At some point, I'll, I'll go through them and show them all. But um, what I like about this guy is he's small. He's just under six inches or so. So he's not unruly to play with he's super posable and i he's got the s on the back s on the back and the colors oh yeah they forget about that nowadays man they do right no they just the lazy is what it is and and his s on the chest is raised a little bit which is just so nice and what i the reason i bought him though is and i bought this for myself for my birthday this is my birthday present to myself um I love the colors. Like some of them are muted. Some of them are maybe too dark. These ones are perfect to me. They're mm. royal blue. They're crimson red. And they're heroic all day long. I love the belt buckle on this too. How they just throw that He's gold on it. Just a tan. Just, That's yeah, the cool. details are great. Yeah. Nice, Jack. All right, gentlemen. I'm going to need you guys to give me a second. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right. Give me a second. All right. Let's see that shirt. What are you rocking? Just Batman? regular Batman. Just regular Ooh, that Batman. ain't regular Batman. That's Michael Keaton back. Well, you know. That's 89 Batman, Rich. I know you're not here, but you better be listening. Yeah, Rich, we're going to quiz you. When you come back after listening to these two podcasts that you've missed, we're going to want you to tell us this very special phrase. Chris, you remember the phrase we came up with? Sure, but you say it first to make sure you <laughs> Okay. Remember. Batman. In 1989, had Michael Keaton in it. That's, that's the, the phrase, Chris. That's the phrase. You remember what it is? Let me hear it. Batman in 1989 had Michael Keaton in it. All right, Rich. If you come back on the podcast and say that phrase to us, we are actually going to have a very special giveaway for you. Yes, we will. Get, yes, we will. Now, Chris and I know what that thing is. We're not going to say it right now. 
Nope. But it's so freaking awesome. My mind you, is about to explode. You will be surprised. So don't not hit that mark when you get back. Are you guys ready? We're ready to go. I mean, me... we're way out of it. <laughs> okay. For those of you who can't see, which is everybody, Lawrence has come back on frame and he is wearing an official looking Iron Man helmet. Pretty similar to what Chris had. Jarvis, start system. What? Jarvis, open mask. Holy crap. It's the coolest thing in the world. Close mask. Start combat yeah. mode. Close combat mode. That is freaking So for those of you who can't see me, this is everybody. I'm wearing my, well, driver's open mask. I'm wearing my Iron Man Mark V helmet. It's automated. I'm talking to Jarvis in it. And actually, hi. It opens and closes um, in multiple ways. You can, uh, it's touch sensitive. Closed combat mode. But yeah, man, I saw this joint online and I was like, I got to get it. Look sideways, Lawrence. You see the side profile? And it fits your big boulder head. Well, the battery pack's supposed to go in here. Right. My head's too big for that. <laughs> so we got the battery pack hanging on his neck. Hang on the back. I'll figure something out if I want to. I can always like do something like this. or. Wow, that back. looks good, though. What would that run you? Awesome. This yeah. is about 400 bucks. Wow. And worth every penny. You know. But um, this is made by Auto King. Uh, of course, these things are not uh, made by... Disney or Marvel, they're, they're secondhand makers. So make sure if you guys are interested, you're getting the one from Auto King because there's other makers that are kind of ripped off his joint. And with technology, you just go with the guy who made it first. Wow, that thing is freaking awesome. Clothes mask. That thing is fire. And it looks, I mean, it looks official. Ugh. This joint's clean, man. It's so- clean. So uh, a few casts ago, we had this debate as to whether or not Robert Downey Jr. was actually wearing parts of the suit while filming. And I believe Lawrence made some stupid argument that he wasn't. And now he himself has a mask. That <laughs> I, had to go get my own, I had to get my own to prove, to prove it. I said, there's no way he wore a mask that can open <laughs> automatically. So I stand corrected. He stands corrected. Ladies and gentlemen, that mask corrected. is sick. I cannot wait to see that posted. Oh, heck yeah. And, and, and you got to post a video. It's got to be oh, yeah. a video. That's going to have its own post. But um, I'm, I'll, it's one of those pieces where it's like it's ridiculous to buy, but it's cool. It's just a dope thing to have. Yeah. You know? Fire. Fire. I showed it to my wife, and I was like, I'm finally going to impress her with my geekdom. And she's like, that's nice. Like it opens and closes with my mouth. Don't you see, woman? He's like, oh, it's cool. I'm like, don't you understand? I said, I can't wait to do this podcast to talk to people who care. Wow. As a matter of fact, I just want to come over now. Come on, man. Come on. What's that? What was that? Um, I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Gentlemen, we have gotten the word 
that Daredevil is going into development slash production. They are making a Daredevil series. They said that it, what's the official thing they said? They said uh, it's, a, it's a new, but the same, or it's new, but a continuation uh, is very vague. It's, uh, it, it, honestly, I'm worried about it. It's, to me, it, I'm gun shy because I think it's going to be what they did with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. It's going to be the actor we know and identify, but it is not going to be the character we know and want. I'm, I'm not saying it might not be better, but it is not going to be the same. I think they could still do it because Daredevil wasn't about killing people. He's about, you know, beat him up, grimy beat him up. And you can still do that on Disney, no problem. But it's to, to feel like Hawkeye and Moon Knight had a lot of violence, a lot of physical violence. But the stakes of it didn't feel like Daredevil. It didn't feel like your teeth were getting knocked out. It didn't feel like... I'm seeing blood all over you. It didn't have a real world griminess to it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I share your concern, Jack. I feel like Charlie Cox is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's the whole team that made that series. Yes. That's why it worked. And if the whole team is to come in Disney plus, I don't care what they do. It's not going to be Netflix and maybe it's not supposed to be, but it's almost like it might be better, but it's it might not going to be. be the same. That that's going to be the truth. It's not going to be the same tone as what we're thinking we might want to see again. And I want to see Charlie work, and I love him as Daredevil, but it's almost like rebooting it with another actor, you would at least save us comparing it like crazy. And that was my problem with Vincent D'Onofrio. I saw yeah. D'Onofrio, but instantly didn't identify him as the kingpin yeah, from the series. True. Yeah. And I rewatched Daredevil season one and two after Hawkeye, and it was, such, it was even clearer that that was not the same character. No. Um, and, so, and I think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get a version of, we're going to get the actor back, but it's going to be, let's call it a multiverse version of them. Yeah. And maybe by this point, it'll be fine. Like we're, we're used to alternates. So maybe this will be able to watch it. I don't know. I got faith. I got faith. And uh, after seeing Moon Knight, I think they could do, I think they could do something. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to set my expectations now. It's not going to be what Netflix was, but I don't think they're going to, they're going to, bastardize what we're expecting it's gonna be good is it is but it may not be what we want (laughs) just because it might not be what we think we want anyways you know that's right now my expectation of it is if you're bringing daredevil back and it's charlie cox i want that dark texture that it capitalized frank miller man yeah right and and i'm not but i'm not expecting that from disney plus right um, so it looks like uh, Nicole Castle will direct Amazon's live action Shira series. Shira's getting a live action series on Amazon. Huh. Uh, I don't know too much more information about it, but I think it's dope. My only issue is like, because you know, they're trying to do the live action He Man film, and I think that's still over at Netflix. I'm not sure, but this their worlds are so separate. There's a world in which He Man and Shira are supposed to occupy the same multiverse or whatever. Same so world. I heard Kevin Smith was going to jump onto that and she was going to show up in one episode and not show up for the rest of the season. Oh, oh wow. wow. Someone's still mad at Kevin Smith. <laughs> I feel your pain, Chris. <laughs> Warner Brothers cancels HBO Max's Wonder Twins movie. That movie Wait. is now canceled. So it was happening, but it's not happening. When Warner Brothers and Discovery merged, 
a lot uh-huh. of stuff is changing. A lot of things are getting cleaned out. And I think that's, that's rough, man. Imagine being that actor who's like, I finally made it. Ah! Dude, not oh, the actor. Man. Think about the, the actors, the writers that are on board. Everybody, the whole yeah. team is like, we're making a, 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 a movie. But I guess when Discovery came on board, they looked at all the stuff they don't need. And it's like, and they're looking at the cost. Yeah. Like, we like, don't need under this. Under 20s? Really? Like, I think, and that's why a while ago it said, like, how are we not got a Superman yet? I think they're looking at, like, this is our flagship character. And we're jumping into all these different things. It's like, wait, what are we doing here? So hopefully all this cleaning house and canceling CW shows and all this stuff is just doing what they got to do to get a clean slate and fix your big three. Fix your big freaking three. Let's go to the trailer park. It's time for the trailer park trash. Yo, the boys finally dropped their official trailer. <laughs> you just got it. Ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence just caught up. Uh, they, uh, the official trailer for season three dropped of The Boys. Uh, yeah, we get, good. Oh, and we get, we really see Soldier Boy in this thing, too. Soldier Boy. Soldier freaking boy. Looks like they're blowing everybody up. Everybody's getting blown up. Everyone's getting powers. Freaking Butcher got some powers. At uh, least for a day. At least for a day. And then you got Homeland is milking that cow. With so much sense, it's so sensual and so tender, Chris. It's so weird. Yo, this show is like low key my favorite superhero content. Like in net, like when it drops, I'm never disappointed. Nope, never disappointed. And I never really know where it's going or how we're gonna get there. Nor do I care. Yeah, I enjoy. I'm kind of. I agree with you on that. Um, my expectation of the show was kind of low watching season one and I was thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. My expectation walking into season two was well, season two and thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and my expectation walking into season three is, well, I really like season one and two, but well, I don't know, season three. And I'm pretty confident I'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. I think so, man. It's just, we just accept it for what it is and it knows what it is. It, it does. Yes. It's good it sense itself. No, that yeah. is such a great point, man. When something is able, that, that's what works so well about the last Suicide Squad movie. The thing knew what it was and it just capitalized on being what it is. Yeah. It, it's what worked about Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to be something other than what it was and what it was, it did unapologetically. Yep, absolutely oh. right. Agree. Umbrella Academy dropped their season three trailer. Um, lots of hijinks. We're in a parallel universe as we left in season two. They came back and uh, changed their timeline. And basically the kids that grew up in that mansion aren't them with the exception of their dead brother, Ben, who's now with the Sparrows. And it looks like they're going to face off and hijinks will ensue. And like every season of Umbrella Academy, the fate of the world is in their hands. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> season three. Yeah. See, I liked season one, and then I my mistake is is I watched Watchmen and then jumped into season two right after Watchmen, and, and Watchmen was so good, and season two was so it might have been good, but I just couldn't get into it after I watched Watchmen. So I was like, I haven't watched it. Well, speaking of Watchmen, when are we get into season two of that? We're not. They're done. What? It's they're like one moved? and done. I think when they, when they first dropped the first season, they're like, that was the story we wanted to tell. We finished we finished our story. <laughs> did they? It did well. It made money. But they were but like... But did the story? The story think, was done? I think they finished with this. Oh, well, pause. No, hold up. Flag on the plate. But it ends with her getting the powers of Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, so they, they said there was well, a uh, Spoiler alert. Sorry. They said there was a possibility, but I guess it was never... It was never... I mean, it was left so open-ended. 
Yeah. You had Doctor Manhattan died so, at the end of it. So she the, gets his power. So is and the comic coming back? So is the comic. No, the the Alan Moore graphic novel Watchmen has a pretty. It literally ends with ending. Rorschach leaving his journal to the press and us having to imagine what happens yeah, next. But that's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, yes, that's how it ends, but it's not like you. It's not like prepped for the next book. This was prepped for season two. Wow. Okay. Anyways, not to get long winded. So on that, uh, the, the umbrella. That's, 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 I don't have any. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't decide it. It's, you know. Wow. So Lawrence is the reason we're not getting season two. Yep, it's Lawrence's fault. Yeah. I'm excited about Umbrella Academy, man. It's that show where like I have no expectation and I have no idea where they're going. And I like I like the unpredictable nature of the show. It's on Netflix. I already got Netflix, so I, I'm gonna enjoy it. And I and I and I like them facing off with their kind of alternate selves. I always love that stuff. Um, next trailer, man. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got a looks like she's got a wonderful sex life. Wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, man. Disney is uh, really kind of dialing it up lately. Yep, man. I didn't know what to expect from this trailer. Like, I didn't know I liked it, but there's so many inconsistencies with the Hulk. It's kind of weird. Like, at the end of Endgame, his arm is in a sling. It's useless. And then we see him at the end of Shang-Chi, and he's back to being Banner again with his well, arm in a sling. He's he probably he probably healed. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that gamma radiation, man. It's, I know. It's, but I thought they made a point to say that you can't heal that snap because he, he got it messed up when he tried to do the snap. Right. So it's well, like maybe he maybe he did heal the snap though. So but, but it took years. Well, I, I, that's what I'm confused about. So either this takes place and he's healed up or this takes place sometime before those events. I don't know. Because he was smart Hulk with no need to change back to Banner and now he was regular Banner at the end of Shang-Chi and now he's just smart Hulk again with no sign of Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. I need to just see like the Hulk. I don't know why they completely abandoned. You know, she, it's it's cool. Yeah, we're gonna show Hulk, and yeah, I'll watch it. But they've completely like abandoned the Hulk. Like we had one standalone Hulk movie, well, two if you count the Angley, but one in the in the universe, and then they just kind of like the Hulk is like Spider. Just- he's like Spider Man, man. He they share him with Universal. They ain't finna make Universal all the money. Like they're giving all the making all Sony all the money. So he's shared. Yeah, that makes sense. And hey, uh, he kind of works better as a. You team. should say that. I disagree with that though. I ain't seen the Hulk. I mean, the Ed Norton Hulk movie worked for me for the most part. We had a whole TV series of the Hulk back in the 70s about a guy <laughs> traveling. And- yeah, and we had 10 minutes of that in the movie. If They're, they're not going to make a standalone Hulk movie now that he's established and it's the man on the run story. We're, we're not watching Not that. that, but literally, like, Venom is pretty much your Hulk movie. Venom. <laughs> it's a guy who has this thing. I mean, it, you can make it. But I think because Universal also has a license to Hulk as well, I think. I think that's still going. But the issue I have with She-Hulk, and somebody said this was like She-Hulk debuted in the comics. She was fun. She was smart. But it worked because at the time, Hulk was regular Hulk. You didn't have smart Hulk and She-Hulk teaming up in the beginning. That, that was the cool polar opposite thing was she did maintain herself while he didn't. And that's how they worked together. I want here is almost like we don't she she kind of cancels smart banner out or he kind of cancels her out in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of that charm was he's all about Hulk smash and she's like, dude, chill like that. That's kind of fun to me. Yeah. 
Um, well, we'll see. I'm well, interested. They ain't been Hulk smash in a while. It hasn't. And I don't, and he ain't coming back in a, for a while. Unfortunately, I don't get that sense. Um, the CGI looked a little iffy for me. I think with the Hulk, he's kind of monster-like, so you can kind of hide it. But with She-Hulk, she looks so human; it's easier to see the things that don't match all the way. So, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. It's, it's, you need that Avatar polish james cameron avatar money you're gonna look that human she gotta she looked good but right. <laughs> um and then we got that stranger thing that stranger thing season four official trailer drops man looks dope. that looks dope i have no idea what's going on but i just like it's like to me strange things like when you go back to your hometown you know <laughs> you're like you just see the gang again yeah. You know, and you wonder why haven't you all moved from this hell mountain? <laughs> <laughs> like literally nowhere else in the world isn't going through what you're going through. What? Well, that's not true. Wasn't there a portal in Russia or something? Just, then don't go to Russia. Like it's, it's avoid this small town and don't go to Russia. And I think you should be fine. But I, I'm freaking excited. I'm excited. Uh, last bit of news. Oh, last sorry, bit sorry. of news. Two more items. Two more items. Ooh, uh, take that back. Two more items. Batman comic book writer promises the scariest Riddler of all time. Eisner winner Batman writer Tom King has partnered with artist Mitch Gerard to de- deliver the Riddler's One Bad Day, part of a new definitive series of a 64-page one-shot comics featuring several Batman villains, including Two-Face, Penguin, and more. Nice. That sounds great. Sounds freaking dope. And I, I love a darker Riddler. I I I like that. Um, last bit of news. We're getting a new season of Black Mirror, baby. Oh, Thank it's you. about time. I know it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Hey. Well, COVID became a thing. Kind of kind of slowed everything slowed down. Thing down. I love those shows. You know, I love Death Robots, Black Mirror, Twilight Zone. I love all those anthology type shows. That's it for the news. That was the news. Stop smiling, Chris. What what? It's time to Jack. Stop, stop being all positive and polite and encouraging. True. <laughs> it's time for a debate. Let's get ready to rock. So this week we're covering Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I thought what after school or Saturday morning cartoons should get the Chip and Dale treatment and why? Uh, you what mean aside from be? all of them? Aside from all of right, all of them. Well, your pick, which one should get it second then? Mm. Well, let me clarify. By the Chip and Dale treatment, you just mean some fresh life blown into it. I mean some fresh life brought into it, but 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 an interesting take. You don't necessarily gotta be meta, but like like I just don't wanna just don't reboot it with the same thing. I mean, give me an interesting take. Okay, okay. Let me let me clarify this. So yes. our choice is not gonna be these characters in kind of the real world going on an adventure. It could still be in their same universe. It could be whatever we want, right? Be. But but give me an interesting take. Don't just tell me Scooby Doo. But it's now they're using iPhones because it's modern. It's like, ooh, no. that's interesting. It it is, but give me more. <laughs> Do you guys remember this cartoon? If you say Brave Star, yes, yes, I would take. The cartoon Brave Star. Now, I've got a whole slew of honorable mentions, obviously. I'm sure we all do. Yep. But I would take Brave Star because I kind of love... Brave Star was this space cowboy 
cartoon that had creatures and monsters and a talking horse that he also rode from time to time. <laughs> but, it, but it was a sidekick. Um, the, the villains were great. But I love that texture. I love Space Cowboy. So I would take Brave Star and uh, I would just make it a live action. Because mm. I think it's got the texture and it had the story that if you make it a little more real world consequences, keep the kind of steampunky space vibe, but grittiness of a Western, there's kind of no content like it out there right now. I think it actually could kill if it was done well. And the other thing that's really nice about it, it is diverse in its casting. Facts. So you could, yeah. you know, it's, it's not just a whitewashed content. It'd be nice for everybody involved. That's true. As a matter of fact, I think the lead is Native American. I believe so. I had the toy. I had his toy. Man, nice. Nice. Chris, what you got? I got two. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Okay. So I'm very, very similar to what what Jack wants. A live action take on Cadillacs and dinosaurs. (laughs) I think would be freaking (laughs) awesome and ridiculous. And it's going to deliver what it promises. Deliver you Cadillacs and dinosaurs together. Awesome. Okay, what's the other one? <laughs> Number two, a continuation of Ghostbusters, the TV series, the cartoon, the real oh, Ghostbusters. I wanted to pick up. I, I you know I don't I don't want to to piggyback. So if it, it's funny because if you actually watch the first episode of the real Ghostbusters, it actually takes place right after the events of Ghostbusters one. Mm-hmm. And their their suits are so packed with ectoplasmic power that they come alive. And they're fighting like doppelgangers of themselves. I want to see the original four Ghostbusters fighting and going through like these mythology and fighting all these you know these, these crazy creatures and stuff like that. I think it could, I think I think it can just pick up. Uh, it doesn't really need to be updated much. It could just be in the modern world and just go from there. And I just like the series so much. And what's your take want- on it though? It's just the same thing. Just do I it- want more. I just want more. Chris, but give me a take. What what take do you need? Like Ghost- Chipping, I say in 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 the frame of Chippendale. What's your interesting take to it? Jack Brave Star, he made a live action. That that that's well, a I take. Well, I make and dinosaurs live action. I just want to see more Ghostbusters. I've been watching it <laughs> so freaking. That's good. That's why he had two, Lawrence. He slid it in his pitch. He said, <laughs> that's why well, he I'm had pitching two. this. I'm gonna slide it into exactly. more Ghostbusters. Fair enough. Um, yo, I went all the way with mine, man. Well, first I have an honorable mention because they kind of already did this, which is Darkwing. Darkwing. Duck. Well, in the Ducktales series, they yeah. do it. Darkwing yeah. Duck is a TV series, and the actor who plays Dark. Darkwing Duck winds up going on an adventure and becomes Darkwing Duck, the guy he plays. So pretty much exactly the plot of Chippendale happened on DuckTales, the new one anyway. I wouldn't mind seeing like an anime version of Darkwing Duck and like a a one-off movie form, darker, grittier, but it's like, it's like, I mean, Darkwing Duck, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically Batman. And but you have uh, Launchpad who blather and blather skites turns into like an Iron Man character. I think if you, you know how they made, uh, they did the the Star Wars, but some more anime. We've seen it with some yeah. of the DC stuff where yeah. they like went real anime with it. I wouldn't mind seeing like a darker tone of Darkwing Duck anime style and let them be, let them be the Dark Knight. Let them be the Batman character. Now that's what I call a take. See, that's a take, Chris. He didn't just say more Darkwing Duck. But more Live Darkwing action, Duck would also be better. I'm giving Batman the animated series the full-on Chippendale treatment. I'm going to have the actor who plays Bruce Wayne. 
the animated series, but it's like a movie, and he's pissed off because all these freaking reboots rebooted him out of the job. <laughs> and I would bring on all the other Bruce Wayne Batman from all the other cartoons that came after it, and it's like they have to team up <laughs> to take on this big villain. So they all put on their respective bat suits because you know some of them. So you got Batman, Brave and the Bold, right in there with freaking Batman anime series. So. Do you remember the episode of Batman the Animated Series, uh, the Grey Ghost one, where mm-hmm. that exactly happens? Where Good. Batman meets his his the yes. actor who played the Grey Ghost, and yes. he puts on the costume and becomes the hero that he. Pretty played. much that, which is pretty Chippendale well, Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I, I'd like to add a scene to your movie. Yes, please. There's a scene where all the Batmans are in suit, and in their best Batman voice, one says, I'm Batman. But the other one's like, I'm Batman. Yes! And the other one's like, I know, I'm Batman. Yes, Jack! <laughs> all of them standing there. <laughs> Fighting over who's Batman. Who's like, really Batman? It's a terrible movie, but I want to see it. And that's my take on it. <laughs> Wait, it's a movie? Flag of the play? I thought it was a TV series. Like, oh, it's a TV series, then. It's uh, a TV. Right. Jack Brave Star's a live-action movie. A TV series then you know another honorable mention would be uh you guys remember silver hawks yes yeah lawrence you had those didn't you i had all of them i, I did too them. the toys were great it's great you, toys. You, a lot of those toys were repurposed as batman toys so the silver hawk ship the yeah one that, that, that yes the freaking I, yes i had the batman jet that there was just a repurposed silver i think i had the silver hawks one wow yeah yeah yeah, uh, Silverhawks would be. I mean, all of them cartoons would be dope, man. Honestly, well, that's why so many of them are actually becoming a thing again. You know also, right now, the people who are paying to watch this content is us. Is us. So Give me Bobby's real- world with him as a father raising a toddler. Yeah, I mean, we're really getting some fan service lately, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. we'll get um, X Men. That's it. It's pretty much enters the debate, right? X Men's coming up. Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. Um. Well, all right. That's our sort of debate. And I feel like it was an appropriate debate for what we're covering today. So it's time for the main event. It's time for the main event. (laughs) I stole your old tagline. It's It's time time for the the main main event. It's a long day, guys. Starting at 5 a.m. Yo, we were treated to, gifted to, might I add, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We're going to start with a non-spoiler review as well as a little summary, and then we'll get into the deep dive. 30 years after their popular television show ended, Chipmunks Chip and Dale live very different lives. When a cast member from the original series mysteriously disappears, the pair must reunite to save their friend. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Man, let me tell y'all something. As a kid, one of my favorite animated movies was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I loved Roger freaking Rabbit. Speak on it. And this was such a spiritual sequel to that without copying it, without trying to be like it. But it felt like, yo, they're making this for our generation. This is for us in every way. Yep. I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What about you guys? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it's been, this movie had no business being as good as it was. With no and theatrical release. No. I mean, and you're right. This is Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2. And this is it. And it, Roger Rabbit was actually in it, doing the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. My son loved it. My wife loved it. It was just, I mean, it's it definitely has a lot of rewatch appeal. It's gonna go down as 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 like a staple. 
needs to. Jack? As a kid growing up, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was one of the series I never missed. And I would actually watch it after I got off of school. And so one day we're in the bus, school's out, we're headed home, and I know that Chippendale's about to be on and I need to watch this thing. And the bus driver kept pulling off to the side and yelling at the kids, hey, I'll be quiet, Bazaar, we're not going to go anywhere. And eventually he pulls off to the side and he says, this bus ain't moving anywhere until everyone's in their seats quiet. About three minutes went by and I had a what I would call a jack moment. I stood up. Hey, what are you doing? Chippin' Dow's on. This is crazy. Yo, I'm like full on. And the bus driver jumps up. Go sit back in your seat. I'm not sitting anywhere till this bus is moving. This adult, 40-year-old adult. I remember his name, Marvin. I remember him because of the cartoon character, Marvin. Marvin the Martian, yeah. Yeah. So I remember his name. He picks me up by the arms. And I'm a kid. I'm, I'm, I think I'm maybe, I don't know, nine, 11, somewhere in that ballpark. Picks me up, shakes me like a rag doll, and slams me into my seat. I'm blacked out. Guy gave me a concussion. What? What? I wake up and. This took a whole turn. Yeah, yeah. I wake up and I'm being taken off the bus. I'm home now and I'm being taken off the bus. I missed the cartoon that day. I got a concussion. The bus driver got a promotion. What? I. And I got kicked off of the bus, no longer allowed to ride public transport, uh, the bus transportation to school. And your parents let that slide? No, they tried to do a lawsuit, but the school system just had way too much, uh, way too much pulling. Goodness, Jack. (laughs) So, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. I loved it. It was my jams. And I love this movie, too. (laughs) Uh, Wow. So you have a lot of writing on this thing. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Jack. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the movie. All right, so how do I feel about it? I, I yes. dug it. So that's a spoiler three, spoiler free. I, 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 yeah, I really enjoyed it. So on top of the story being pretty cool, for me, it was the cameos and the fact that Roger Rabbit was in it. Doing the Roger Rabbit. Doing the Roger Rabbit was, this is in the same world. Like this yeah. is the same world as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Has to be. Yeah, it's a it's a well, it's a world where tunes, cartoons, and humans exist simultaneously. And what I loved about it was it was also modern because CGI cartoons and yes. other yes, and, and they even the reporter go to that was three D. <laughs> yes, and they even go to that weird spot in town where it had like the bad animation from the nineties was a joke. Yes, yeah. and the other thing I really loved about it was like the ugly Sonic thing. Like oh, ugly goodness. Sonic. We, we, we can talk about Sonic. that the whole episode. Man, so Yo. they go to like Dale pretty much, you know, he's he's this washed up actor that's holding on to his glory days and they're at this convention. He's like Johnny Drama from Entourage. He is John. He is Johnny Drama from Entourage. And yes. these conventions is like, if y'all ever been to combo conventions, you'll see like the Yellow Ranger at the table, but not the Yellow Ranger from the series, the one that was cast that never made it to TV, but she'll still have a table at the convention. And it's similar to Ugly Sonic, like the dude that was only in the trailers before he lost his job and replaced with another actor is at these tables as yep. Ugly Sonic. And 
Sonic's not Disney, is it? Is Sonic Disney? No, no. This, Disney had enough resources and clout where they were able to pull all these. There's a lot of content characters in there that aren't that aren't. Uh, there's He Man, Skeletor, He Man, and Skeletor. Yeah, Batman's in this. Did you guys read the when they were walking? Did you guys read the stars on the on the ground when he was walking the hot the Walk of Fame? It was no. Chun Li. Look, every scene had an Easter egg. This movie was yeah. one giant Easter egg inside of an Easter egg. No. It's See, inception this, of Easter eggs. This is my thing, though, with, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I believe I read or saw a documentary with how hard it was to make that film, how hard it was to get Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, how hard it was to get all these characters all in the same movie. And this one, I'm like, dude, they, they literally, Dale's walking down the street, he's looking at billboards of movies, and he comes across Batman versus E.T. Oh, and it's, it's great. Batman. Yeah, Batman. How does Disney get permission from Warner Brothers to use Batman in their Disney well, film. Well, it's probably got something to do with it being a parody. You know, parodies have a lot more latitude to do stuff with characters that otherwise you would not be able to get. Like, Disney would never be able to do a Batman film, but it's a parody of the character. Yeah. So there's a lot more. There's just a lot more. I mean, look at Family Guy. Family Guy was doing Star Wars parodies for years, and it got to a point where they were doing so many Star Wars parodies that, um, what's his name? Seth? Uh, Oh, Seth uh, 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 Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane um, got scared. He was like, listen, we're going to get sued if we keep doing these Star Wars parodies. So they actually contacted George Lucas, Lucas Films and stuff, and said, hey, uh, they were basically seeing if they were okay. They were like, are, are we okay to keep doing this? And they were like, oh, we think they're hysterical. In fact, we think you should do an entire episode on it, which yep. is then Family Guy did a whole Star Wars episode Blue with Harvest. the grace of them. See, this is this is my question though. I get that with Batman, but like with that with the He Man spot, it's not just Perry. Like you all, you copied their animation. Yes, like like you copied. Well, but the, the I'm sure whoever whoever needed a paycheck got their paycheck, dude. This you know what I mean? Disney got the money because so. the, you know this. Some other stuff happened. There was uh, Sabrina the Teen Teenage Witch. I think was the one they had on set a, uh, a visual depiction of this satanic thing that was from a very specific book. And the book sued them because they didn't have permission to have that image on their yeah. set. So I'm sure Disney's got enough people checking red tape where, you know, people got paid. And so, so to make a movie like this, some people got to get paid because you can't have a tune world and it's just Disney. So basically, we're following Dale, who is this out-of-work actor that's living through his glory days. But it's so optimistic. Like, he's, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Oh, I see Ooh, what you did there. <laughs> but speaking of chips on the shoulder, Chip is just not living his best life. I mean, he's going through the motions. He has a good job. He kind of comes home, but he doesn't have that light, that spark in his life. And him and Dale had a falling out because, you know, Dale wanted to do 00 Dale, a 007 type series. And Chip is like, dude, if you do that, we're not going to get, we might get canceled. We won't get canceled. Chip and Dale gets canceled after three seasons and their friendship fell apart. And then we catch up with them and Monterey Jack, who was in the freaking series, Chip and Dale, who now okay the reason why this movie works so well in the spirit of who framed roger rabbit is like as a kid you think it's made for you (laughs) so you watch it as an adult and you're like does monterey jack is he addicted to drugs he has a problem that cheese baby (laughs) that cheese cheese. gotta get that cheese (laughs) these cheeseburgers man oh (laughs) 
Chris. And, and, they, and, they, and they do straight out of the cartoon where you see like that, and they call it stinky cheese. And we oh. all know what the stinky cheese is. Oh, and, and so this, you see the, the wafting smell of cheese as it moves across the air, like yeah. in every classic cartoon, you know, and that's the good stuff. Yes. And so Monterey Jack gets in deep with some bad people because he's got a stinky cheese addiction that he can't actually afford. So he's borrowing money all over town. Yep. He and so what happens with it. these guys is if you can't pay your debt to these guys, that's the whole backdrop meta of the movie is they abduct you and they bootleg you. And they go, whoa, what's bootlegging? Bootlegging is when they take someone like Monterey Jack or say Sonic or whoever the case may be, and they digitally modify them just enough <laughs> just where they're <laughs> different but similar, and then they go make some bootleg content using these reanimated cartoons. If you were a kid in the 80s and you went to the video store and your parents want to buy you the official, you would come across these things that look like yep. Snow White in the the three clowns. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. Or, or it'll be like these these things that are off, but kind of have the story. Oh yep. man, they're all over the place. Well, and we see that with toys all the time too. You're like, oh, forget that's it, that toy ain't official, but it's Why ballpark. Does this yeah. Iron Man got a Batman emblem on his chest. The Guangzhou <laughs> special man. We've seen a lot of them in some New York corner shops. Man. So yes, Monterey Jack disappears. Uh, the cops show up. Uh, I forget the black woman's name, but she's a police officer and she's a big fan of Chippendale. Ellie's a big fan of Chippendale. Uh, uh, Dale calls Chip. Hey, man, Monterey Jack disappeared. They don't talk. And she says this has happened before. This happened with Flounder. Flounder from the Little Mermaid also disappeared. So he probably had a problem, too. <laughs> he might have had a problem, too. So they basically we're going to we're going to rush for the recap and just talk about the goodies, man. So basically they go on this kind of chase for it. They want to hunt down the stinky cheese and that's when they see all the different cartoons from the end of this main street and it's literally all on the wrong side of the tracks they have to cross the train tracks to get the main street and it looks delightful and it's like no nah, this is a cover-up and you see the guy he's the first guy even that stinky cheese you want that stinky cheese completely changes lets yep. him inside and we see what the heck is going on but it's and great because it still has that cartoon banter where cartoon characters can say absurd things to each other and they just go with it right yes it's always yes they always accept it and that's when we go in and we meet sweet pete right that's where we see like peter pan has grown up y'all peter <laughs> pan is the child actor who aged out of his cuteness who was pissed off and what's funny is in that scene he says bangerang and if anybody knows Bangarang's from, it's from the movie Hook, which is about an old Peter Pan. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, this is for us, man. So, yeah. like, yeah, Sweet Pete, he's running this bootleg racket. And and he, he's still wearing his Peter Pan costume, but he's complete, he's clearly in his 40s or late 40s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so now they're on the run. They wear the same Fitbits. They Chip and Dale flush themselves down the toilet as they're chased by... Who's who's Seth Rogen supposed to be? Who's that barbarian? He's just a rando barbarian. But they did, they did say that he has those dead Polar Express eyes. From the I movie thought it was Polar like Express. some kind of like video game character. Hmm. I'm not sure where he's from. I know the the, the the white bear is supposed to be the Coca-Cola bear. Coca-Cola bear, right. Yeah, and so. Baloo's been CGI. And so here's another thing that's fun. In the Here's something that's fun. There's social commentary as to 
uh, Hollywood and what it is and vanity and all the plastic surgery that people go through in this town. And so what happens is um, Dale, Dale, right? Mm -hmm. Dale has the CGI surgery where he's updated with a modern look. So instead of being drawn, he's a CGI version of him. And the same thing happens with Baloo, and they talk about that. So Baloo from the Jungle Book cartoon got his reboot when they did the live action version of it, and he got the CGI surgery. So it's actually the same Baloo. same Baloo, right. (laughs) (laughs) That is is so brilliant, and it's so who framed Roger Rabbit. For those who don't know Roger Rabbit, it's similar, and it takes place in show business. That's what makes the world feel so similar. Um, So anyway, Chip and Dale... They're, 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 they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're on the run. Dale wears a Fitbit tracker, same as Pete. And that's how he found Pete. And Pete's like, well, how are we going to find Dale? Pete pretty much just follows Dale on social media. And Dale, in the middle of this case, in the middle of running for their lives, broadcast that he's going to be at the comic convention. So <laughs> he's at the oh, comic and convention. that's the other social commentary thing. Because they're posting on social media constantly throughout the thing. So you're like, there's so many kind of social commentaries throughout the movie that are also kind of little fun shout outs to just the real world context we're living in. Absolutely. And and, and what what matters to us. Um, So then Dale goes to the convention and Chip is there. Before this, though, Chip winds up going to the machine a little bit and he gets his ear changed into a dog ear. So in the bootlegging, so we're, we're jumping around a lot. All over the place. They find the bootlegging facility and the bootlegging facility has a interesting machine where when you go through it, you're cut up and re-engineered to be modified. Let's say be modified. Um, But you can also, the machine has a database where it collects certain features from anything that's ever gone through the machine. So for example, Monterey Jack has this iconic mustache. So the mustache can be added to you if you go through the machine after, or Dumbo has giant ears. Dumbo clearly went through the machine at one point because his ears are there and they get put on someone else. Or uh, uh, Chip gets whose ear? Snoopy? Snoopy's ear. He gets Snoopy's ear. So I guess Snoopy might have had a stinky cheese problem too. Listen, man. Got that cheese, man. I got that cheese, man. So they're at Comic-Con and that's where this is the, this is the dopest part is when they run on the table and He-Man, literally He-Man, Filmation He-Man is like, oh, something touched my feet. And He's Skeletor. There with Skeletor, though. And his yeah. Skeletor voice like, see, you don't wear pants long enough. You think everything. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's not just meta like Jack is saying. They're also oh, just poking fun wait, at wait. their own and, content. And what's um, uh, his name? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd as yes, Paul Rudd is sitting at his table in the convention. He, he starts talking. It's just brilliant. It's just he's brilliant. talking about how the movie was originally supposed to be Aunt Man. And he's supposed to like charm all the aunts. Aunts, yeah, he's got great relationships with everybody's aunts. Man, and um, you get this wonderful moment too, where uh, Seth Rogen, the barbarian dude, gets knocked out, and who approaches him is all the other cartoon that, characters that Seth played. Rogen plays. Right, so you, so get, you get the warthog, whom uh, see uh, some uh, Pumbaa. And then you get you get you get Pumbaa, you get uh uh 
B.O.B. from Monsters vs. Aliens and Mantis from Kung Fu Panda. And they all do the laugh. (laughs) This is brilliant. Just smart, man. Just smart. We also learn um, that I forget her name. What's what's what, what was the, the what was the woman the mouse the, the part oh, of the team? Uh, G- gadget Mick uh, Gadget. But she had gadget. a last name on this though. Well, because she marries uh, Zipper. Yep. So yeah. Gadget yeah. and Zipper get married and have a bunch of little flies. Zippers. <laughs> and I love how Zipper was super eloquent. Just had a bad deep voice when he never talked in the show. Because that was in his character. Right. He's like. Eh. Excuse me. Well, I actually think, yeah. like, ooh, baby. So, <laughs> so at the convention, um, they're running away, and and Chip gets taken. He gets taken, and Dale hides, and then Dale has to go see Gadget and Zipper, and that's when we learn that Zipper is just got all the swag in the world. Um, well, be- be- before that, he gets a phone call from Ellie. So at this point in the film, we know that there's someone on the inside who's been feeding uh, Pete, Peter Pan, information, which is why Peter Pan's been able to stay one step ahead of the police the entire time. And we're pretty sure, I was pretty sure at that point that it was either the police chief or Ellie. But Ellie signs pretty much. And who loves Chippendale. She grew up with Chippendale. Uh, when they went over Dale's house, she marveled at all the Chippendale memorabilia. So they set her up like, I'm from Albany and I'm a super fan of Chippendale. Except for Chippendale never actually showed oh, in Albany. Albany. But her grandmother recorded all the episodes and sent it to her. Well, well, grandmothers really aren't good with technology. Well, well when asked what was her favorite episode, she said, "Oh, they're all oh, so good. They're all so good. I couldn't. I can't remember. They're all so good." Right. Mm. So, so most signs indicate she's the obvious, obvious choice, right? And so, what happens is, uh, like you said, Chip is abducted, and then Chip and Dell had discussed someone's on the inside track, feeding information. We can't trust anybody. Um, so uh, Dell, who's a little slower than Chip, gets a phone call from Ellie at this point, and he's like, ah, uh, Chip said, don't answer it. Should I answer it? I shouldn't answer it. I'm going to answer it. Ah, I guess I'll answer it. So he answers the phone, and it's Ellie. And um, he doesn't entirely know whether he can trust her or not, but she says something cryptic about it, one of their episodes, like well, episode 40. Before that, she goes in. She sees Pete, she sees Chip duct tape to the thing. Yes. And then she that's where we find out it wasn't the obvious, obvious choice. It was, nope. it was, it was, the, the, it was the more obvious, obvious choice. <laughs> and then they it's even just, talk about how obvious that choice was. And they're like, well, you just go with the thing. Gum, the gummy police chief is like, when he even told me about it, I'm like, that's so obvious, but that's so good. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, well, my mom was sick or something. So he made like, some story. Like, no, that I want money. And it, <laughs> it just taught me so much about writing. It's like, yo, just lean into your choice unapologetically. Well, just but look. that's the thing. If if a writer is good to a good audience member, they'll realize that audience members start making deductions and they start reaching for answers. And if you answer the questions that the audience is asking, then they're always going to forgive and accept. But it's when a writer tries to tries to fake like it doesn't matter or they're not going to notice it, it just shines a spotlight on something that's so obvious. That's mm-hmm. why so many things just bother me watching content. Like, why was Vision not in... <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor Strange movie. 
right? And it just shines a spotlight at this gaping flaw. And what Chip and Dale did so well is they shine spotlights at all the things that, eh, they're obvious or, eh, it doesn't make sense. And they accepted that, yeah, it is obvious. And yeah, that doesn't make sense. So let's bring it up. I love it. Um, It And as you were saying, Ellie calls Chip and says, I remember my favorite episode and tells him the episode. And no, sorry. She tells Dale the episode. And I love Dale because Dale's like, he don't even remember what she's talking about. And instead of so like he running, watches it. <laughs> not because he's looking for the clue. He doesn't want to know what it was. <laughs> he's like, wait, what was that episode? So instead of going and saving my friend, I'm going to pause and watch this cartoon. Yeah. I need to remember why she, why does she like this one? Oh, so much? Why does she like this episode so much? And then he puts it together, but he doesn't really put it together, but he puts it together in the most elaborate and insane way that somehow leads him to the same conclusion Amen. But it involves Thai food and nothing to do with the episode. But <laughs> he, gets he eventually there, gets, he gets there. there. He gets he gets there, and he does get there. He gets there. He uh, rescues Chip Ellie. And then he calls. He then he calls. Gadget. Yes, and then we get the plane. Yeah. And 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 Gadget says the thing that makes this all make sense. He's like, you really can fly this, huh? She's like, yeah. It's like the character I played. It's just like who I am in real life. Because literally, they can all just do what they do on the quotation mark TV series. And it's like, I accept it. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Just thank you for acknowledging it. And like Jack said, we'll move on with you. So they get there. Yada, yada, yada. They save Chip. Freaking Sweet Pete goes through the machine. Oh, my goodness. As it's exploding transformers leg he yeah he's, uh, he's, he's, he he kind of reminded me story yes woody his other legs woody from toy story and then he I don't, I don't remember what cat that was as a head that's that, that's fat cat that was like a female fat cat ah he's a combination of a bunch of different things he reminded me of combo man remind me of jim cougar's combo man there you go <laughs> uh and he winds up just tearing after them with all the weapons in the world uh, and he chases them and he chases them, he chases them. And then they're on the docks and pretty much they want to distract the cat with, with birds. Because in this world, if you get hit over the head, just like in the episode of Chip and Dale, the birds can distract from who's chasing them. So Dale's like, go ahead. And Chip was like, no, it's my turn. So they, he hits him in the head with a pipe. Cut to Bird sleeping in his home with his wife, Bird, getting a and The f- wife is like, don't <laughs> answer that phone. It's my <laughs> job. I told you, it's my, I have to, this is my job. <laughs> so basically it's his job to fly around your head if you get hit it takes a while to get there but when he gets there the cat does get distracted they pull the lever debris falls on the cat android woody from toy story and the cat is incapacitated and chip and dale are like man we do work well together you get that moment because also we find out that dale didn't really want to do double o dale he just wanted to be needed by chip because chip is always a smart guy and then the cat monster thing gets up literally in this child child cartoon shoots dale (laughs) or shoots at chip dale jumps in front of the giant bullet could have should have crushed this whole rib cage but this is tomb world dale goes down and chip says to dale when you first showed up at school because in the beginning of the movie we know that dale goes to a new school he's pretty much the outcast like he tries to tell a joke nobody gets his jokes and chip was his only friend and chip says what you don't know is i didn't want to go to school that day because i don't have any friends and i sat next to you and i didn't want to tell you but you you're my only friend too and they kind of have that moment dale wakes up the police it was like that mob movie man because like cat monster guy pete shot him 
And then the police took him. He's like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all it's right. It's like Die Hard. All right, yeah. It was Die, it was it was, a die it was, Hard. Yeah, it was Die Hard. pretty great. Well, and Ugly Sonic shows up with the FBI. Yes. Yes. You know, he's the hero. And the and the only, like, real actress cast in it, uh, Ellie, uh, has Listen this- to an insane fight with Gumby epic, Chief. Epic battle epic. with the Gumby Chief of Police. Yes. And, yo, Gumby- Chief Yo. of police, like whooping out all these crazy he, moves. He had to, she had to terminate it to him. She did. <laughs> Liquid metal him. Liquid metal that guy. Yeah. And then I was thinking he's eventually going to defrost. And he did defrost. They put him in a Ziploc bag, which was kind of hard on Gumby. Um, and, you know, I, I got I to gotta tell, I was actually happy with the casting of it. Yeah, I, this film getting made 10 years ago, that would have been a white nondescript lady. No questions. Yeah, probably would. Yeah, probably would have been dude too. Probably would have been a dude. Probably would have been a dude too. So probably would have been Ryan Reynolds. If, well, you know, Ryan Reynolds. But Ryan Reynolds was in the uh, the Pokemon series, which was kind of in the Pokemon. Well, he was Pikachu. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's well because that was the thing, man. As a black kid growing up in the 80s and 90s we watched this stuff and sometimes in the commercials of it and the toy playing of it it never included us so much but it's like we was getting down on chippendale so it was nice to see the the chippendale super fan is a black woman that she was able to take from this content just like the rest of us um so that was great yes that was great and then also the voice of jk simmons you got i mean Keegan Michael Key. I mean, the, the list goes on of just all the voices we got in this joint. This, I, I wondered watching it though, like I had such a special relationship with Chip and Dell growing up. You know, it's like Darkwing Duck, it's like all those things we watched as a kid. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fun movie regardless, but I don't think that nostalgia factor paid dividends on me watching it. Yeah. I don't know if that exists for someone who didn't grow up watching the content. I think it will. It'll be what Roger Rabbit was because there's enough of other characters in it. Yeah, because that, that would carry me. Absolutely, because there were modern characters in it too. So we got a lot of My Little Pony. Um, we got oh, there's so many. Probably we, got Randy, we, we got Randy Marsh from South Park. Dude, when yeah. when he was going through the machine at one point, like explaining the different types, like they turned into like a Rick and Morty type. Yes, you know, and we saw bootleg Simpsons. So I feel like it'd be like Roger Rabbit. We didn't love Roger Rabbit. We didn't know what he was, but you still saw all the other cartoons. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um. I wish this got a theatrical release. I felt it like des- it, it deserved it. It's. it's it could have been a. It, it could have been a Sonic. It could have been a Sonic. And I guess they didn't. They these like with COVID, Disney ones are throwing their stuff on their platform. But I think that I think they maybe were. they also thought what I just posed though. It's so specific. We know that this content is very specific for the kids of the '80s and early '90s. Mm. You yeah. know, and so there, and so it's just like it's what you said. It's a gift to have yeah. it. So I think that probably when you're looking at the dollar sign, um, that plays factors. Who's but also where the people paying for movie tickets right now? So I don't know. Double edged sword on that one. I think it's better business for them to stream it just because it's you already got it. You already own the platform. But it would have been nice for this to give like you know. It's really good. It's, it's really good. good. It's, a, it's a fun ride. Yeah. Hence my uh, costume today. My costume is Chippendale inspired. There you go. I love how they even comment on the fact that Chip is just Indiana Jones. And like, oh, I was waiting. Just- yes. I was waiting for Magnum P.I. Oh. It never happened. Chippendale is just Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. As 
you know, they were, chipmunks. They were probably like they're not giving us. Are they the chipmunks or they squirrels? Chipmunks. I thought they were squirrels until this movie. Nope. The entire time. And when he's well, like, I liked Alvin and the Chipmunks better. Better. Oh, you're <laughs> just <laughs> cruel. <laughs> and didn't they say Dale auditioned for Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. like that. Oh, uh, man. I dig this movie, man. Um, it's so much fun. If you have uh, children who, and, and they're of age to appreciate this, this is the kind of content the whole family can sit around. And Absolutely. Stuff 100% it is. This was a yeah. fun movie. Fantastic. And it's nice to review something that was so good. Because yes. we review, we've been we've been on a roll of things that were disappointing, but this really, really, really delivered, and I'm really, really happy it did. Yes, yeah. I feel like most of the time we all agree on things we have no expectations with that just turns out to be gems. Yeah, I knew that uh, for me, I knew I was either going to enjoy it for nostalgia or be depressed that they brought it back, mm. um, and I was not depressed because they did the thing where it's nostalgia. They're making fun of themselves, but they're not making fun of you while they're making fun of themselves. Right. And I love the cameo at the end. Um, Darkwing Duck. Yep. Now that was my jam, Jack. Yeah. The way you that was everyone's jam. Darkwing Duck is my jam. I mean, let's, let's get, get dangerous. dangerous. Yes. I've got the box set sitting on my shelf right now, Darkwing Duck. Come on, baby. So uh, give me that dark. I mean, I guess they kind of did it on DuckTales, but give me the bells and whistles. Give me my Darkwing Duck reboot, whatever you want to call it. And I have to say this. It's funny that Disney like kind of like made fun of reboots and Hollywood's idea of reboots, but Disney itself is a reboot company. Absolutely. All these characters in fairy tales were all ripped from yep. <laughs> Hans Christian Anderson. Yes. Yep. Steamboat Willie. Like that's Mickey Mouse. And that's why you can have all these versions of Little Mermaid and all these versions because they don't actually own the Little Mermaid. They own mm-hmm. the story they did with it. Even Peter Pan is public domain now. Yeah. So Disney is like that original reboot company. <laughs> you know, and that's they're they're the modern day Shakespeare. That's basically what Shakespeare was doing half the time. Just taking stuff and retooling it. Taking and retooling it, yeah. And all the good stories are already told. Uh well, that was delightful. I like talking about stuff we all enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do we have some recommendations? We do. So originally I was gonna do recommendations based upon TV movies that TV shows are made to movies, but this content was so good, I wanna give you five Easter eggs that when you're on the rewatch, you need to look out for. Mm. So mm. specifically the billboards, because the billboards were awesome and it touched on all sorts of different topics. First billboard is Doug Funny and Pork Chop Attorneys. Your injury isn't funny, which was awesome. I missed that. <laughs> fun, fun fact, um, Doug, the TV show Doug started, it was one of the actually one of the very first Nicktoons that came out and ended up transitioning to ABC. Then ABC became One Saturday Morning, which essentially became a Disney property. So that's why it's is just, Doug, Doug is a Disney property. Technically, yeah, Doug is a Disney property. Wow. <laughs> Number two, Johnny Bravo Fitness. <laughs> so Johnny Bravo from Cartoon Network, um, he was like a kind of had like an Elvis type voice, was a big knucklehead with good hair, and uh, yeah, I guess now he's retired and owns a fitness studio. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is Waze 
uh, the movie. So I guess this was poking fun at the Emojis movie, which was... Like Waze, the driving app? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they had Waze, the movie, which That's was... Which brilliant. Was, yeah. Number four, I don't know if you saw this, it was on a, a park bench. Butthead for government. Yes. Oh, I, I did see did that see one. That. Yep. And then he was he was uh I think if you read like his his stance was on bootlegging. He's gonna put a stop to bootlegging. Dude, like the fact that they got all like MTV characters, Nickelodeon characters, Cartoon Network characters, characters from the 80s, characters from now, all ah oh, man. Yep. This was this was enjoy. I like I don't know why our generation is being gifted with so much nostalgia, so much love, but like keep keep it all. Keep 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 keep, keep pouring it on. Keep making yes. it, we'll keep supporting it. It's because our generation is making this content now. It's true. Oh, we're just trying to get back to our childhood. Yeah. Hey, why we all got toys and comic books on our shelves. <laughs> why I have I bought a machine to make my own toys. Why, why large is a $400 iron? <laughs> what am I going to do with this thing? Yeah, rock it. Just tell to open and close. Open and close. Open and close. In between bites and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when Shay's starting to yell at you for something, just close it. <laughs> Jarvis, hey, close your helmet when you're chewing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We thoroughly did. We love this movie. So, if you can't tell, we loved it. Check it out. And if you already saw it, I hope you enjoyed our recap. You can catch us on Instagram and YouTube, man. We're three brothers and a shot of milk. Make sure you download and subscribe and share this, man. And leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace. Give me that stinky cheese, baby. <laughs> Got these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.